and welcome to this week's episode of the Penny Lane Podcast with Gabe Trades, brought to you by Penny's Going In Raw and Trade Aries. The stock market is hotter than ever right now, and traders are taking advantage. But what does that mean for the people who still haven't started trading? The market can be a little intimidating at first, but you don't have to be alone in the learning experience. We at the Penny's Going In Raw Podcast are here to help you. I'm Dan, and with my co-host, Hugh Henney, we make the stock market a fun but informative experience for our listeners. We offer knowledge for all levels of traders, from beginners to those who do it full-time. On PGIR, we discuss up-to-date news about the stock market and interview other traders who all started out just like us and made it big. You'll hear from Hugh and other multi-millionaire traders, founders and CEOs of companies, FinTwit superstars, and even professional athletes. Have you ever thought about investing your hard-earned cash but don't know where to start? Do you have money just sitting in your savings account collecting dust? We were all there once too. Listen to Penny's Going In Raw on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Gabe. Welcome to the Penny Lane Podcast. How are you? Doing good. How about you? Doing great. Um, It is Friday, April 22nd, and man, we're coming out of a bloodbath day in the market. Yeah, that was fun to watch. I didn't trade much today, but it was fun to see the bloodbath. Yeah, it, I loved it. I, you know, but I love puts. So, <laughs> um, so you didn't trade much today. What, what were you doing? Well, just uh, busy doing work, you know, at home and trying to get everything situated. I have my mom from Brazil also visiting for the first time in Orlando. So it's kind of been hard to manage both trading and giving attention to my mom. I haven't seen her for I think like two years. So. Fantastic. Yeah. You live in Orlando? Yes, I live in Orlando. Just moved here about two years ago. Amazing. Um, I mean, I'd like to talk to you about Disney World, but it seems a little too obvious. <laughs> we we <laughs> usually go more to the Universal Studios. My wife, she works over there. We oh, also got cool. some free tickets, so we take advantage of it. That's fantastic. I'm a big Harry Potter fan, so... Um, my sister who comes on the podcast sometimes for her 21st birthday, I took her to Harry Potter world and it was magical. Yeah, it is. It is. It is cool. People there. I even, I think that if you're not a huge fan of Harry Potter, you still can go enjoy as much as uh, someone that is, uh, enjoy a lot. Cause I think the experience and the, how the park, like the way that they build and everything is so cool. The experience you're going to have is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's so immersive. Um, and I've heard, I was so afraid that I was going to be let down because I really had built it up in my head so much, but I was not, it was just as cool as I thought it would be. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I like that, uh, like virtual reality kind of ride they have there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? The one, through the, crazy. Ca- the one through the castle. Yeah. You we know? feel like you're like flying and stuff like that. Yeah. It makes me extremely motion sick when I got off. I was a little wobbly, but sure. it, it was uh, definitely a cool experience. I went there like the first year they opened it. I think it was like my senior year of high school. I think. How long you guys have like the last time you guys came here? Uh, How long ago? I, I mean, it's been, it's been seven years. It's been eight. Oh, so, me, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of new <laughs> things too. Like for, even the Harry Potter wise, they have like new rides and stuff. That's pretty cool. They have the Hagrid one. That is really awesome. They took, I don't know if you guys, when you came here, you still had the, the dragon. They had a yes. two, uh, so they they took that off to rebuild the Hagrid. It's pretty cool. You're like, you're really riding on his motorcycles 
kind of thing. It's pretty oh cool. Oh my goodness. I love it. I, um, my, when I first started trading, my goal for trading was to be able to afford to take my kids to Disney World. And I lost all my initial capital and am nowhere near that goal yet. But anyway, still working on it. Yeah, that's a, what I usually try to do the same thing. That's when I, be, when I stopped playing professional soccer and then I started training was my go-to. Basically, leave my daughter and future kids the same, same thing going to the... That's one of the reasons I moved here is to provide to my kids so they can have fun and, you know, it's our backyard to go and have fun. And trading gives that lifestyle for you if you take serious and put the effort to it. For sure, for sure. So tell us about um, coming to America from Brazil and why you did that. It's funny story because um, I, I was living in Italy before I came to United States playing soccer too. I was in a team that was like a third division and I went over there with just like I didn't know Italian just went over there to try it out and give my shot you know and then I was there and then a company that they bring players from Brazil to go to school and uh, play for college and they contact me and say that hey Gabriel you watch you playing we really like you playing we think you can do really good in the United States is something you want to do it and I'm like I don't know because I don't know English. I didn't know English at that time, like nothing. I just knew like colors or my name is and things like that. And then I, I was kind of, was intimidating at first because it's the impact in your face like, oh my gosh, you know. But yeah. I always like to risk. And then I say, you know what? I think I'm going to do because I also have a degree in case soccer didn't work out for me. And that's why I came. I came in 2013. And went to California. I was in California before moving to Orlando. It was pretty cool. It was that's yeah. insane. I love those stories when people come over. They don't speak any English. Like they're just like, yeah, I'm down. I just couldn't imagine, like, like what, what kind of emotions were you feeling when you came over? Were you just like young and going like, oh, this could be fun? Like, I leaving like everything I was, behind. You know? Yeah, it is a tough decision, but pretty because what was make it made it harder for me because most of my family they are completely against. And they, I think it was only my dad, and of course, my mom as well. They told me, no, you should go. My mom a little bit more, like, scared because I didn't know English. But my daddy was always, like, supportive, telling me, hey, you should go. You can do it. But when you, I, when I got on the airplane, that's when it was hard. Yeah. Like, what was that like? Like, just, like, what were the thoughts? Like, because you flew from Italy to America? I came from Italy to Brazil. I spent in Brazil like three months, and then I came to America. I think the Italy first experience, I kind of helped a little bit. Okay. Because I did that before. Also not knowing Italian, and I I had to learn over there. And, uh, I mean, when I got to the airplane, even even though it was the second time, I knew that the, I had a feeling that would be for like a long time. And because my goal and my focus was a lot more than when I went to Italy, you know? So when I say I'm going to go to school and, you know, like four years going to college, a lot can happen. And I was uh, turning 23 when I came. So, you know, I could get a, met a like I met my wife and not nothing that was plain, but it's to the age that you can, you, you're already thinking about, you're not just enjoying like a, oh, a day and then that's it, you know? When you get yeah. serious, proving that you go so emotional because you don't have family around. And yeah, it's yeah, just you versus the world. Yeah, it was uh, five years without seeing my family for the first time since I when I got here. So like 2018 was the first time I saw them. 
my What was goodness. that like? Seeing Man, your family was, for the first time. Well, it's funny because my at that time it wasn't my sister-in-law, but my wife's sister, right? When we my sister came here in Orlando, so we came here to visit my sister-in-law at that time, and then she, my sister, was here. That's the first one I saw it, and it was you know like just bring a lot of uh, emotions and memories, and also gives the guests that probably feels like your tank is going low and then you see and then you they're happy they're here and then they show their emotions they're good to see you're good and then just put your full tank again so you can do another 10 years you know and today Absolutely. let's be honest it makes it easier to like we have facetime we have a lot a lot of easier way to communicate then back then we don't have like send letters and you know that probably would be a lot harder to do it absolutely yeah uh, that's an incredible story. I love this story. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good, let's, man. Let's talk about trading now. So you're clearly yes. not risk averse, well, right? Actually, <laughs> let's, actually, I want to talk a little bit more about the soccer. So okay. you were good enough to get an invitation to come to America. But then once you got to America, you quickly rose to like one of the top players in the country, right? Yeah, that was the thing that is <laughs> funny because I remember... Uh, I was sitting on my bed with my my wife, but that time was my girlfriend. And then I got an email. It was from the NSCAA. It's just the National Coach Association of America. And then I was saying that I was named the National Scholar Player of the Year. And then on my head, I was like, what is that? Like, I didn't expect to be something. Like, I was just not expecting at all. Um, and then I asked my wife, is that a good thing? And then she looked at me, she started laughing. <laughs> she started laughing, I'm like, what do you mean? It's a good thing. And I guess I just didn't realize, like, it was a shock, I guess. And then, was it, I think it was my second year, which for me was a big thing because not knowing English and being named the best player in the country, or if it's cool with, like, the grades and also playing the field, that was something that I felt, like, fulfilled, you know, because it was my goal to become the, the best and do the best I could. And then it wasn't a, sh a really like short time in two years, you know, not knowing English. And now have, I think my grades at that time was like 3.98 or something like that, if I'm not wrong. Uh -huh. And I'm like, whoa. And then when I told my family back in Brazil, they all got like, I guess that feeling that they, they're scared that I was not going to be successful here or just was gone. And they're all proud and even the TV from Brazil, like the biggest TV for sports, they came, they showed back in Brazil, uh, like a day at my house, what my day was like, which was really important to me because I, I always wanted to inspire people and show people that no matter what your life or inspiring life you are, you can achieve the top, you know, just need to work hard and be there. This is really incredible because... Now, this is a, a stereotype that I'm going to come at you with, but I'm going to do it anyway. But isn't soccer culture in Brazil significantly, like, stronger than it is here in America? Yeah. Yes. 100%. So you're in a country with a huge soccer culture, and you obviously are one of the best in Brazil. And then to come to a whole nother country and it would seem to me like the people who get invited to come play here are like the best of the best, right? Or is that, this is all an assumption. 
No, it, it, I think you're right. And that's why it was important to, because I don't like to just be another person. I like to, no matter what, I, I like to make the difference and help others to see that they can do that. Because I feel like a lot of people, they discourage, like I was with my family at first. Uh-huh. And I feel like that was important to show that, because in Brazil, uh, unfortunately, we are really like a poor country. And a uh-huh. lot of people that play soccer, they are really poor and they have nothing in life. And I was forced, not by anybody, but because when you want to play soccer there, you had to stop going to school because, or you, you practice all day. I used to practice like in the morning, in the evening, every day. And then the sad part about it is because you need to stop going to school besides going, I think, um, GD, that's what it is called over here. Like you go like a, just a few, it's not a whole year, you take semesters. And in Brazil, like every year is basically six months. So you can make it shorter, which is not um, good because you're not actually studying. Like people take one year to study and then you're taking six months. Something doesn't, you know. So, and I feel like people watching that and seeing that that's possible to do the both, no matter what. Because you can get scholarships or you can pay yourself. There is a lot of ways to do it. So I think like seeing someone that came from that level and being able to do it helps people to like at least try, you know. So that yeah. was that was what... I don't I don't care about fame or which I made it like 15 like they say 15 minutes 15 minutes of fame it, that doesn't make me better or not but the fact that people watched and I, I if I change one person's life that'll make me happy you know that's yeah. what I, I was really happy about it well, it's just in- incredible um are the top soccer players in Brazil Brazilian so that's I know that's a silly question as well yeah but- th- that's the the thing soccer is a big sport in Brazil but because the the country is so poor usually the best players they go to Europe that's okay. why I went to to Italy and then even the best players from Brazil none of them play in Brazil they all play in like Neymar for example I'm sure a lot of people have heard about Neymar he's he plays in France in uh, PSG so because in Brazil, the money that, that that's a lot of things to like there's no way come a team from Europe paying like millions and millions of euros to buy uh-huh. the player they're gonna sell it and which is sad because back then when Pele I'm not sure if you know who Pele is he's just the best player in the history is it, from Brazil that time the money wasn't a big thing every country had the same kind of level so they we used to keep players in Brazil but after that the money made a lot of difference. People just leave, which is sad because the the soccer in our country just like drops the quality, you know. Uh huh. Fascinating. I don't actually know very much about soccer, but I'm learning more because my son is really, really into soccer. Soccer is an amazing sport. The only <laughs> my wife, because we have a daughter, right? And then we she used to play basketball, and then we joke around like, what she's gonna play, which for me doesn't matter, to be honest. And she, since she was like baby, like 10 months, she used to kick the ball. And I never actually forced her to give her a ball. She just kicks the ball naturally, which for me, of course, I get all excited about it. But, and my wife goes, oh, I guess I need to be like a, a soccer mom now. Or, <laughs> they sport is outside, so it's really hot. And she's used to yes. go to the gym and it's like AC. The, that is, so that's the, the concerns about soccer. Like it's a really, really tough sport. I, I don't, people don't realize how hard it is. But I think the I can say that is the top three of the hardest sports to play. Absolutely, you're running around, going crazy cardio. 
I'm not coordinated at all. I'm a gym bro, not an athlete. Very clear uh, distinction there. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know how to phrase this. So you're saying that people in Brazil leave because there's more money in other places and the people of Brazil must feel that like they're not fairly represented, I guess, in the, in the soccer space because everyone, you know, has to support their family. So they're leaving. So it's, it's like the, it's a little bit different than that. But like, what I'm saying is just the quality, like you're, you're going to see you, you, whenever you see a player that is really good, like, Oh, this guy's going to be the next uh, Neymar or whatever. And then we know he's going to leave soon because those teams going to come and buy them. Okay, we, fair enough. And then we still have a Brazil is, I mean, is the the country that has the most World Cups in the you know since the I think it has five. I think the I'm not sure which countries I forgot now. I believe is Italy has four. So and that's the thing, like, it's just too 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 many players, and whenever you see a good one, they just take it. And for us to like to watch daily, it's kind of like oh god, it's just taking like. Uh, Tom Brady every day from football, you know, they're going to play Absolutely. another country. That's a good yeah. analogy. Yeah. I've, I've only met you for 16 minutes now and I can already tell you're a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your I story hope. is incredible. Thank you. Okay, Blaine, can we talk about trading now? This episode is sponsored by Aries, the newest trading broker offering both mobile and desktop trading. The app is built for retail traders by retail traders and they welcome user feedback. Do you ever nail the entry on a trade but can't get filled? You won't need to worry about that anymore because they are a self-clearing brokerage direct to exchange with TradeStation, and they are much faster than other brokerages that route through a clearinghouse. Aries is a multi-asset platform. You are able to trade stocks, options, futures, index options, crypto, and micros. You are also able to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrencies. Lastly, earn up to 5% interest on eligible crypto assets with no lockups. Aries has partners and offers many free tools such as Advanced Charting, TradingView with unlimited charting and indicators, free options flow, dark pool data, and many more tools on their roadmap to come. This is on average a $50 to $100 per month value, all for free. Finally, you can withdraw and deposit actual crypto and transfer to the U.S. dollar and use it to trade any trading assets offered. Aries is the first brokerage to offer this. Please click the link in our bio or go to www.tradearies.com slash pennylane to sign up for an account today. Um, <laughs> Any more? <laughs> what, was, what was the top level you got to in oh, yeah. soccer? I play professional, and that was when I read. I play professional, so like, that's the difference between here and Brazil. Here, you don't have like, you have clubs that you pay for kids to go. Uh -huh. And in Brazil, you have those professional teams. They also have like under 23 and you don't pay to go there. It's like, you need to be really good to be part of those. So I was part of a bunch of those teams. And I also played with a lot of uh, famous players back in Brazil before they became famous. Mm -hmm. And then when I came here, I went to play prof professional in a, t a small team in, in Fresno. That's what I used to live in, in California, in the Central Valley. And then I broke my collarbone in oh. practice, which kind of was for me to start thinking about changing. Because I in soccer, when you're 25, 26, you're kind of old already. Uh -huh. Because that's when you're in your prime and... They're looking for those younger players coming from 18. And also, you know, I was, I didn't have my green card at that time. So it makes it a lot harder 
the process and then I got hurt and when you I it's a long uh, healing process took me like three four months and then that's when I kind of just start slowing down and then trying to find the next step in my life that was start working and then it still was part of soccer it still helped coaching a lot of teams and also was uh, the woman's assistant soccer coach at my college mm -hmm. so that was the there when I broke my collarbone and I stopped playing but I reached the professional level cool very it's cool. awesome and Which have we already in our dm setting this up gone over the fact that we have the same birthday yeah that's awesome i feel that's like why we have you're gone awesome. over that <laughs> <laughs> you guys are best buds already yeah right? i'll accept that i'll accept that um do you feel like you really embody all the libra characteristics do you know what that means yeah, I, I I was never pursuing to this until I started meeting a lot of people that like it. And then the uh -huh. more they talk about it, I, I see a lot of things that they say. And I think it's interesting. It's something that, like, I'm not, I don't understand much. But it's something I always try to read a little bit about it. And there are a lot of things that I, about Libras that they, that I, I see on myself, you know. I think it's, it's just it's, fascinating. You know, Honestly, I'm really big into asking people what their signs are, and you don't see a lot of Libra traders. Mm -hmm. I've I've found I've tried to I've tried to really sniff it out, and there aren't that many. And I think that that actually makes sense. What's um, a Libra like for people who don't know? Like what are the okay. characteristics? So the Libra is the scale, um, like astrological sign so basically the main characteristics of a libra are you just kind of want everything in balance in your life in the world in your family and you're sort of like a peacemaker and you sort of fill in the parts where th things are lacking just to keep the balance everywhere and then my other favorite thing about libras is you just like things to be very like beautiful and harmonious and um I don't know. I always really love that about my art career is I was just like, oh, I just like want the world to be very beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, everything anyway. balanced, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you've you don't you don't see as much of that in the trading world because you don't really want everything balanced. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And I think that's a challenge for <laughs> like you're saying, is a challenge for maybe for us livers, I would say. But uh -huh. I think I always like to challenge myself, which there are, I think the, what is it called? I forgot when you're a Libra and then you were ascending or something, right? Yes. I yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Yeah. You can have, I'm, I think I'm a scorpion. Oh, so like, and that's, and <laughs> it's crazy, right? That's yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> because it is all the opposite. Yeah. What I, yeah, yeah, I learned yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think that also helps me to maybe go through this, the, the trading process. I don't know. I, I'm not like I said. I don't understand much, but from what I heard a little bit, I know that's all I know. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um. All right. Speaking of trading, Ellis, you want to take the mic here? <laughs> <laughs> Only reason is because Penny had like her best week ever, so it was on. It was in the back of my mind. She had two big green days. She's thriving. She's already sending me pictures of like YSL purses and Lambos. Mm. Uh, it, it, we're going crazy. And I told her to get the sparkly pink Lambo and make sure the windows are not tinted so the haters can see you. 
Right. I mean, you got called a paper trader today. I mean, I know. I know. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I've always wanted to be called a paper trader, but nobody calls you a paper trader when you're just putting up back to back like two thousand dollar day losses. Yeah, yeah, no one will call you. Pay. It's only when you win, right? That's, right. that's how it goes. Right. But, it is that's what's on my mind. <laughs> and that's it's, why I think uh, soccer helped me a lot too, because it's kind of the same in a different way. Just like when you're being a good player, and then everybody's gonna boo you, or they're gonna be on your pet, and you're just like trying to be like oh, just that pick player, you know? Like they pick that player, and they want to be like, "Oh, you're a bad player." They start screaming at you. So it's kind of the same same idea. It's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone, everyone hates you when you're up. Right. Every, yeah. yeah. And when I'm just struggling so bad, people are like, oh, she's cute. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to become a savage trader. I, you know, we had this conversation probably like six months ago where I said it's going to come and things start clicking. And OK, uh, but we also had the conversation where we think that maybe the podcast is really where my where my talent lies and maybe it's not trading for me. It's hard to know. It's hard. You just got to keep going. You just got to keep, keep going. going you need to push you... yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, gotta... I feel like, uh, um, sorry to cut you off, but uh, one of the things that helped me a lot in soccer was, because I, I, I mentioned all the time soccer is because I think it's the thing I got the, to the top. Like I wanted to get there. So yeah. there's no other example. But I remember when I was younger, um, I used to worry too much about people. Like, oh, they like me playing or they like me to doing this or, and then I, I stopped thinking about that and just like doing for fun and enjoying because I loved, like nobody else loved more than I did. When I, I always saw the soccer ball as my toy, you know? Yeah. And I remember, um, someone told me that, I don't remember who was it, but someone told me like this, just see this, this is your, your favorite toy that you, you want nobody to take from you. When someone told me that when I was, I think I was like 14 years old, so like 18 years ago, I never forgot that. Like I, that was the click and I just see that as my toy and I just, you know, start talking, thinking and listening to noise. I think trading has a lot of noise and I think when people focus in just like that's your screen, which is cool to share, you know, inspire more people, but no worry about the outcome, you know? Well, there's always the next day. And I think that helped me a lot to get to trading because it's kind of similar, even though it's a completely different world. But I think it's the same mentality and mindset you need to have, I believe. So yeah, maybe just. I think that that's absolutely true. And, you know, I get asked a lot. I don't know if you knew this, Ellis, but I get asked a lot on Twitter where I trade. Because I guess now that I'm like, not losing all the time maybe people want to know what i'm doing or what i'm trading or whatever and i can honestly say the answer to that question is that i just trade by myself like i'll mm -hmm. i'll go in and say hi in my discords or whatever and i'll sort of like shoot the shit i love doing that but if it's trading time it's really just like me and the screen and I have to be responsible for what I do. And it wasn't until that actually clicked with me that like nobody out there on the internet is going to do this for me. You know, it's my... Even if you're following someone, yes. Is you right? Yeah. Yeah, it's my thing. Because and... I feel like... Go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. That was... No. I was going to say that 
being part of the I have been part of a lot of discords and even before Drip I was part of another discord which with 30,000 people and I was one of the mods there too but joining the Drippy and you guys know Drippy he's an amazing person he's like a sweetheart you know a big heart that he has one of the people that I know the like the biggest heart after my wife I don't see anybody else besides Drippy but what I see a lot of people relying too much on others and I understand it's easier when you like you want to blame someone else you wanna you don't blame yourself or you don't and I one of the things that I look at you and you you're great because I told you that yesterday. You honest, you just share, regardless of what people are gonna tell you or not, which is awesome and it's hard to find there out there. People there you're not honest for them, you're just honest for yourself, which is amazing and I admire people like that. So well, I think people should be you. more like that, you know? And even if you follow someone, just you're doing your own. You're the one clicking buy and sell or stop loss or not that is no drippy that's no gabriel that's no nobody you know it's just you at the end of the day and that's why 90 yeah. percent of traders they they give up because they just keep blaming others they could blame the market they blame everything else besides what is actually a problem yeah yeah um i think I think that that happens to traders. You come and maybe there's the thing about beginner's luck or whatever, but then there's that time in your trading career where it's just, you're searching for someone to help you, but then also someone to blame. Anything you can do so that it's not really your fault. And then I, there is a lot of power in saying, this is my, this is on me. It's just going to be on me now. And I yeah, know. it takes a lot to do that. It does. It's all about it accountability. Easy. Yeah. Right. It's the hardest human like emotion, a, I think. Like to, it's just like life. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you can apply that to life too, but everyone always wants to point a finger and never really look deep inside themselves, right? I mean, Gabriel, I'm sure there's times when you're playing soccer where you're questioning yourself, like, you know, is this really for me? Is this really what I want to do? But kind of shake it off and you're like, no, like, I'm great. I'm the best, and I'm going to go out there and prove to everyone that I'm the best. And if yeah. they don't like me, screw them. And, and trust me, you have those moments, too, that you think that that's normal. And the people, yeah. they, it's, not, it's not like, a, oh, nobody, the, the greatest people don't know. They do think about that. Cause, and, and I believe they probably think more than everybody else because they put, they put so much time and effort to it, which when you put so much time to something, you're going to think about it. Is it actually uh, worth it? We all think that, too. It doesn't matter what you do. If you don't think, I remember... Listen to Cristiano Ronaldo. And, uh, but anyways, Cristiano Ronaldo, someone asked him, do you still feel like the butterflies in your stomach? And then he goes, of course I do. The day that I stop doing this, I'm going to stop playing soccer. That means I don't love this sport no more. He's still, like, scared to not be successful, you know? Even though he's just, you know, him and Messi is the, the greatest players right now. Then I don't think people are going to see it anytime soon. No, like, two people for 15 years being, who's going to be the first or second in the world, you know? So Absolutely. they still feel that way and they still fail too. But what makes them great, the, the best because they they don't see that and take that like, oh my God, no, you're just okay, I'm going to be better tomorrow and I'm going to be better. And they do it. That's it. That's the difference. Almost like taking those sort of emotions and using it as motivation instead of being yeah. too hard on yourself and, and dragging yourself down even more. Exactly. That's what's happening to Penny. She's turning the tide. She used to be hard on herself. Now she's becoming a savage. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and, she, and she looks like she's going to be a savage. Uh, 
That's the clip. That's what you need. The sweet spot, and I think she found it. God, yep. what if I just one day am just like such a badass? Won't that be cool? You're already there. Yeah, what do you mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, you ever watched the movie The Secret? Any of you guys? I started watching, but I never finished. It's a whole. It's about that whole concept about how like you think about things and you like you know vision boards, all that sort of stuff. And yeah. when you start really thinking about things and really processing it, you start to achieve those things. Alice, you know I've been on a manifesting journey since 2022. I'm now manifesting eight hours a night. It's insane. Like I haven't. Maybe I haven't told you this. So I had my podcast with um, Radio Silent Play. Shout out Radio Silent Play. Changed my life. He told me to start manifesting in the morning and at night. So I did it for 30 days. Things started going good. Then I did it for 60 days. Things started going better. Now I'm manifesting eight hours a night. It's a meditating manifesting situation. And my husband got so annoyed that I had to buy this like headband thing off Amazon that has little ear things in it. Cause he's like, I don't want to hear it. You're freaking me out, <laughs> but I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey. Anyway, I'm big into the secret, big into the manifesting. Keep I, sending it, it dude. Yeah. It is important. So my dad wants, my dad is uh, always helped me a lot in those. Cause I used to talk to, I talked to him of course a lot about things, but I, when I used to play more, it was to be different. Uh, he used to tell me once, he asked me, um, Gabriel, when are you going to kick a PK? PK is a penalty kick just when you foul inside the box. And then it's just you and the goalie. There is no other player between. So it's easier to score. And then he asked me, what do you think? And then he asked me, I told him, I just think I'm going to score. And he goes, great. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and then he goes, because I believe that most of people, they think I can miss. And they believe that that's being positive, which is not. You still think about missing. Right, right, right. He, and it's just like people go, I can lose money today on trading. You already think about losing. You already have the wrong mindset. So it, it is a lot of things that sounds really easy, but it is easy. It's just that simple. You just need to be positive. And just like people ask, is this cup full or empty? And yeah. I see as a half full. I don't see as an empty. So yeah. it's just how you see things. And then like you're saying, when you start manifesting, doing that for a while, that's gonna just gonna be part of your life, and everything is gonna be like, oh my god, the world is be is beautiful now. Is everything colorful? And that's how it is life. And I think I, for trading is the same thing. You know, there was a long time where I I was struggling with falling below PDT, and I would come into the market every day, and I'd be like, I can't lose money. That was like my attitude. I can't lose money. I can't lose money, and I was just losing and losing and losing. But I, I've somehow reached the point of max pain where losing money is like, that money is there to be lost. Like, if you lose it, you lose it. It's become very meaningless for me. And it's not like mm -hmm. I really think about winning, but I'm like, I'm just going to sit down and execute these trades the way I know how to do it. And it's not really about winning or losing anymore, which is a nice load off. I don't just, know. And that's right. And that's uh, is exactly what I need to do. It's just and is you if for any athlete, you don't need to worry about if you're gonna win or lose. Just it's it's like I like to say is just live now, the moment. You don't know what tomorrow is gonna bring to you. You don't know the past. You can change the future. You can do anything about it. You need to live that second that you're doing right now. So the outcome from after you do it is just based on what you're doing that moment. So if you don't put the effort and you expect something to be better than the end, you you won't get it. 
So he's just like my daddy. You're gonna hear a lot about my dad because he used to be like. He, <laughs> he sounds like a cool dude. Love it. Yeah, he's a. Yeah. He he gives a great advice. He always told me, you know, like, if you have the same actions, don't expect the results to be different. It's gonna be the yeah. same. You, you need to change it. And when people realize that living that second is what is important, not in two minutes, they're gonna see that their life is gonna change. And like you're saying, for that's what you're doing for training. That you maybe don't use in that way, but that's what you're doing. You're not re- worrying about losing when you you executing something you believe it is gonna work, and it does. And sometimes won't, but you still have your plan and you follow it. The, use your risk management and everything. For sure, for sure. I like your dad. Yeah, I like him too. <laughs> no, he lives in Port. He lives in he lives in Portugal now, so we're far away now. I have seen him for what three years, I think. Yeah. Do you guys FaceTime or Zoom or anything? Now that the hours are a little bit different, we don't do much, but we still talk. You know, we still I know we know that we're there for each other. So just working and. You know, he's also busy, busy all the time. So we talk every once in a while, try to make sure, hey, I'm here for you, you know? Totally, totally. You guys text? We do. <clears throat> Not as often, but we do. Cool, cool. Um, Ellis, why don't you lead us down the, uh, how'd you get into trading? I know you've been chomping <laughs> No, I actually, I just had a random thought. Uh, something oh. that... This is I, exciting. No, yeah, it's it's actually, I think it's good. So one thing I've been doing since I graduated uh, university, everything like that is I started like listening to podcast interviews about the best, right? The best or whether it's a YouTuber, some guy on TikTok or an athlete or, or anything and just kind of seeing how they carry themselves and kind of how they approach each day, almost in that, like that process risk mindset. And, uh, I found it really beneficial. So, and I can hear just from talking to you when you reach a high level of soccer of of how you conduct yourself and your certain mannerisms, and it's just interesting. I just connected the two parallels in my mind about how people that are best at what they do have very similar personality traits. About how you talked about you know showing up for the moment or not accepting defeat as you know as soon as you step in front of a goal or the market opens or anything like that. But it's a random thought I had, bit of a tangent. But yeah, yes. and I think. It is, it is, it is a hundred percent. It's like, that's one of the reasons, um, I never finished watching the secret. Cause there was a lot of things that I do myself, yep. which for me, wasn't like, Oh my God, that's, you know, so it's nothing not being, like, it's nothing like being cocky or anything like that. It's just, it's part of my life already. So I can put effort something that I, is not part of my life yet. That's the main reason I never finished watching the, the secret. Absolutely. No, it's not, it's not a cockiness at all. No, it's a, it's a type of confidence, but like, it's like a, a mental confidence. It's not like the guy at the bar who thinks he can get any chick, right? It's a totally yeah. different sort of space. But yes, yeah. we do have to ask you how you got into trading because, you know, you tell me you came from another country, didn't know English, came here, <laughs> then got a bunch of awards and you're asking your now wife like, hey, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> and now, now you're trading stocks. So definitely the life story. So I'm interested in how you got here. Yeah, so it was. I always like uh, like to watch movies about trading. I used to read a lot of books about it or watch movies about it, but I never knew how to do it. And then when I moved to Orlando, I started working at Amazon, and I started having more people around me uh, talking about it. I'm like, okay, this is bringing back to me feelings, and uh, just you know, like I need to learn this more more about this. And then I used to work at Amazon, 
in the Amazon, they I got COVID. And then for two weeks, I was home. And then I just started, no, that's the time. And I started like falling. That's when I got into the, the, the first Discord that I was part to. And then I started following a bunch of people on Twitter. And then because I'm already used to the noise, I know how to cut the noise soon. And then that's when I started. I started trading in just first shares, buying shares. And then I remember my fir- first hit was trading ACS, ACST is a pharmacy stock. And then oh, they're, and then they're like a trading a dollar. They need to keep a few days to, so they don't, they're not, what is it called? They're listed because they need to be above a dollar for a yep, no, minimum uh, bid requirement. Yes. And then they just went to 30 cents. That was my first big hit. And then, um, I mean, because I never started with a big account, to be honest. So for me, even though it was like $1,000, was still basically like 85% of my account. Yeah. Because I, I know sucks. my limits <laughs> and I don't like losing money. So I never put much until I feel like I can, you know, and I'm ready to 100% to it. So I lost a lot. And then I started, you know, finding more dif- different people that, because I, I never felt that was my space, what I was doing. So I was still a little lost. And then when I learned options, which I made really like a my first trade was uh, on, I had Robinhood, of course. I think everybody, maybe eighty five percent of people, they open account first in Robinhood. <laughs> yep. And then I was able to trade a a debt. I think it was a debt spread on uh, Tesla. It was the first week when Tesla got close to nine hundred dollars, and then I made like five hundred dollars putting like thirty dollars. I'm like, oh, that's that's great. And then since then, I was more losing than winning. But what, because I always control my, I always had a stop loss. I didn't lose at once, but I lost the same amount of money that I made in a long time. So I was losing in the, the long run more than winning, even though I had rings. And then I started understanding more, which for me, that money was to lose. I never care about um, if I was going to, not that I didn't care for to do what I was doing. But like uh, you're saying that it's just like I don't care winning or losing about this. This is for me to learn and I can uh, encourage myself to whenever I'm ready, I can actually know the little steps. I never want to do paper trading, which some people think that is the best. I just don't because I know mm-hmm. emotions and I know that you need to have those emotions so you can learn, which paper trading, let's be honest, most of the people, they're not going to learn because they don't have emotions to it and it's not their money. They don't. They don't work hard for that fake money. Which I'm not saying people cannot do it because sometimes it can work for some people. But for me, it would never work. So that's why I put money to it. And then that's when I learned. And then now I know that I'm a, because I like the risk and the emotions and to feel that, look at the screen and then have that feeling. That's part of my life. And that was something that brought me closer to when I was playing soccer at the moment at the soccer because every minute was important. So I do like day trading. I do scalping with options. and. You know, me, getting to follow. I remember I used to follow 400 people. Now I follow 30 on my Twitter just because cutting the noise. Yeah, it's important. It is. It might be long and something. And then someone says, oh, no. Like, for example, like people were tagging me today because I was trading you Vixie. Everyone's like, oh, the market's oversold. I'm like, yeah, you tried to bounce it all day. It, 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 the market went straight down all day. And it's just cutting that noise out, I think, can benefit a lot of people. You'd be surprised on what you can do on your own. But yes. Now, 
it sounded like you started with small caps, right? That was your yeah. first trade. Yeah. Now, how did you get in the options? Because you said your first trade was a debit spread, and I feel like people don't even know what a debit spread is yeah. when they first get the option world. So, how did you, like, you know, get involved? It was in that? funny. It was a uh, TikTok. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. <laughs> and then I was just scrolling at TikTok, and then the, this guy was talking about this strategy that I had no idea. And I had to, when I was uh, buying the debt spread, what it was a lot higher than what he he bought for. Because I was like, I don't, TikTok sometimes you don't even see what day they posted. And then uh, I was <laughs> oh, like, no. pushing play, pushing play, and uh, pausing to make sure I was following the exactly steps. So doing all of that could just lose me. Like, you know, I'm buying, let's say something, he bought $10, I was probably buying already 100 or something like that. <laughs> but it was oh, kind of man. like that on TikTok. And then I, started, I, re I read a book when I actually saw that. Because at first, I wasn't not actually putting the time and effort to it. I was just doing whatever to see how it goes. And then when I saw that you can actually make that money, maybe like everybody says, the beginning luck, which I have a lot in my life. Lucky. <laughs> People like to say as a lucky thing. But um, And then I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That can make money. So I started reading more about the Greeks. So I'm really, I'm really deep into things when I actually want to do it. I don't, like I said, I don't waste my time in things that, like I, I don't, if I'm going to go to something and give 300 million percent to it, I don't go to lose the game. That's my mentality. So I started reading a lot. I started reading a lot about Delta Eddy, Greeks. I spent so much time on YouTube trying to understand how, what is options, how to understand options, books to read about options. And then I started reading a lot of things. And then I, I get a lot of information really fast when I want, I really want something. And then I just started learning, but I had so much information that I still didn't know how to use them. And then I started researching about people that trade options. And then this Discord that I was part to, they had a traders that used to trade options. And then I, I remember when they first put the alert to like BTO, I didn't even know that was buy to open. So I, started, <laughs> only, I didn't even ask them. I just went to Google what BTO means on options. So I don't, I like to find myself, which I, I think a lot of people need to do that more because uh, like I mean, I'm on Drip Discord. I see questions. I see people on Twitter following people. Then they ask questions. They be like, "Come on, you can just you know do a little effort to it." That's why you're not there yet because you don't put that little effort. A lot of people want to be there, but they don't want to do what it takes to get there. Amen. So, now he mentioned a, an interesting point about how you had too much information when you first started trading. Now, Penny, what's up? Do you think you had too much information when you first started trading? Uh, when I first started trading or first started losing? When you first started getting into trading, I remember we used to have conversations about how, like, you're like, I think I just know too much and I don't know where to start. Something like that, right? Did I? Just about how, like, I think a bunch of people were trying to help you, but everyone yes. had, like, a different risk management strategy and you're like, I don't know what to do. This right, right, right. No, that very much did happen is so many people were wonderfully kind to me and trying to help me. And I, I uh, kind of was beyond help because I think what I was battling was much more mental than, like, like I, I, I've known how to trade for a while. I just haven't done it, you know? And okay. so, like, learning a different strategy or whatever hasn't been super useful to me. It's been more about cutting out the noise. Cutting and just, yep. you know, yeah. 
exactly. A question for you. So you said, so you were going on Google and just kind of uh, searching things for yourself. Like what does buy to open mean? Like what's a call? What's a put? You're just kind of soaking that information yourself. You weren't really just like, if anyone posts a play, you weren't like DMing them like, hey, like what does this mean? You kind no, of did your own journey, right? Yeah, I like to do my own thing. I, of course, when I, I feel like, like this, I always learn in my life that don't bring more problems, bring the solution. Unless it's something really serious, I don't, I say that questions is what move the world. Like, we are here today because you have questions to be answered. That's why you always see, that's why I love uh, Elon Musk, because his, his mind, I just cannot, I try to see, like, what these guys think, because if you see, you look at him, he's always thinking, he's, he's never done. And I can guarantee you, he's asking himself tons of questions. How can I get to the space? How can I get to more? I mean, I can guarantee you, that's what he's asking himself. And then, uh, but there, he's not asking noisy on his head. He's asking specific questions that's gonna give him answer in a few in a few months or in a few weeks, whatever it's gonna take. So I used to do the same, trying to answer myself. And then when I find something that is like, okay, that looks a little bit more advanced to just find here. And then I ask people, hey, can I talk to you really quick? I never actually like throw the answer right there because I see a lot of people just like think that even though you're in social media, you can just answer a question anytime. And we also have personal life, which you also have your problems, which you have, you know, it's just, it's just how you ask. And Absolutely. then I used to try to find those right moments to ask and be patient, you know. I see some people asking, they're not patient, they, they get mad. Hey. You don't, I mean, leave me. I don't, I don't follow you because you don't answer my question. You know, it's just. Yeah, everyone wants it now, now, now. I think it's the, the generation we're in and with the age of the internet, everyone thinks everything's so instant, but I think part of life is almost enjoying that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like learning how to, learning how to trade is like, once you see the other side, it's way better. But when you're in the struggle, you, you hate it. You know, you just want someone to tell you like, hey, when this does this, buy this. And it's never as black and white as yep. you think it is in your mind and once you see that and as we said we're gonna say over and over again block out the noise and just kind of it starts all connecting your brain i had a conversation with one of our viewers and i was just helping him like you know basic stuff like risk management like you know what size of your account you should be risking uh based on his preferences that he had and uh i told him i'm like hey man you've been sending me charts all day and, and your technical analysis is excellent you're just not executing on it because you're waiting for someone like me or someone else you follow on Twitter to tweet out, hey, I see the same thing as you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's almost that yes. confirmation bias. And then he oversizes when, when someone says like, hey, like I'm short, you know, tech right now. And then he, you know, takes a whole bunch more size because the person he looks up to is doing the same thing as him. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a toxic sort of mindset because you need to believe in yourself first. You're never going to make money just taking alerts. Lord yep. knows I've been there though. Oh, we've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. Uh, I'm, sometimes I still take alerts. People are like, hey, I'm buying this, and I buy it, and I get bagged. I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, it is. I think, like you say, it's just like days. And that's how I started learning, too. Like, when I used to get I change alerts and falling alerts. When I started changing, I stopped trading. And then I'm like, let me see what he's trying to see to see if I understand this. Yep. So, like, why he's alerting this. That's the question that I ask myself. I don't ask them. Because if I ask them, I'm not going to understand. Because he's going to say whatever. I need to do myself. And that's a thing that I try to tell a lot of people too. And it's just like when I used to be a soccer player. I used to, instead of like, ask the coach, coach, but why? 
I should think myself, why he's telling me this? Is it yeah. because of this? Is it because of that? Or trying to also thinking with the, the older eyes is something that I helped me to understand better even life. Not just, just like with my wife, the same thing. Why is she telling me that? I, I, a lot of people do that. It's just applying that for everything. People don't realize that can help be helpful in everything. Not just in a relationship, you know? A communication. So you need to, like, instead of trying to, hey, why this, why that? No, think about it. Uh, like, absorb what the per is happening. And then you ask if you can understand. So that saved a lot of time for you and everybody else. You're pretty well spoken for not knowing English until. <laughs> Thanks, man. I work hard for it. Absolutely. It's an, I, I like how you, you phrase that, right? It's like when you, if you're taking an alert, you should understand why they're taking it. And like I have Twitter notifications on for certain individuals and like I don't take everything they tweet. I want to see what they're seeing. And what system they're using it and how I can kind of almost adjust it to what I know and what works for me. People just slapping alerts. It, it, it's never that easy because you should be sitting there holding, waiting for them to be like, hey, did they sell? Or are they still in? Like, do we know? Like, mm -hmm. There's too many questions. But if you can actually take it, digest it in your own terms, I think that's a good term to use is digesting it in your own thoughts and mind. And then you can start executing on that. Yeah, that's a question that I see all the time, too. Are you still on that play? Man, yeah. no, I, I, if you like 30%, if you know, I already think about it, it. That's what I heard once. I don't remember who posted, but I think that's a, something really cool to say. If it's worth the screenshot, you should sell it. Why are you taking screenshot? <laughs> if you're taking the you screenshot. Don't look at my Twitter. <laughs> you know, take the screenshot. Okay, that's good enough for you because you're taking the screenshot. You're taking the time to show people that you're up 30, 40%. So think about what you're selling. You know, I think it's just because. Um, a lot of people, they see a lot of people making like, a lot of people like to share 1,000% gains, 2,000% yeah. gains. And a lot of people, they think when they, they're 30% up, that's not enough. But man, 20 years ago, people used to take 5% every day. Like they're, they would die for that. Yeah. Yep. That's fine. You know, I like so. that quote. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add that to one of my rules. If it's good enough for a screenshot, you should probably sell. Uh, <laughs> and I know people who like, they'll hold just one contract for like the mega gains. Right, so it's not necessarily realistic. So, say this person has a hundred contracts, he sold ninety nine of them, and he has one left for the screenshot. So, it's not yeah. necessarily realistic. But I did hit. That's a, how usually uh, goes. I think I I had a six hundred and eighty six percent option oh play today. Gosh, <laughs> something ridiculous. That's awesome, man. As soon as I took the screenshot, I sold the. I just wanted to be like, hey, this is there was some like China liquidation stock, so it wasn't it was some I pump and dump. You know, the, the biggest problem I see is like this. We don't know, like, how much money you have in your account. We don't know yep. how much money you're willing to lose. Or what is your risk? That's the thing that people need to think about themselves. So, like, let's say when I first started playing, I used to buy one contract because I didn't know. I'm not going to put 10000 I see a lot of people, oh, my first account I blew was $10,000, which is fine. You can do whatever you want. But I used to, I rather lose $100 and lose $10,000. And then, but people don't realize this. I have one contract, right? And then the contract is 30% up. You, you, can, you can scale out, just sell it. And then build your, compound your account, which I study business. That's what I did, business administration. Maybe that helps too for me to think about like, you know, managing my money. And that was a big thing when I came from Brazil. If the money I had in Brazil to United States, that the, the change from the dollar to real is a big thing. So you need to control more money at first. So it's just like, I think people need to rely less in what others are doing and just learn what is the best for you. Even if you, for you, it's 10% right now, 
And then even though if it runs a thousand million percent, you should turn the page and move on. Tomorrow, wait. Tomorrow you can make that. You know, but be patient. People, they want to go upstairs going like three, four steps at once. You're going to fall. You're going to get tired. Just go one step at a time. That's it. Totally. It's simple. Your totally. analogies are so on point. It's ridiculous. So good. So good. I also, another <laughs> thing you. that I was saying earlier about how when I realized that like I could lose that money and the money became meaningless, another thing that really helped was taking off the pressure of like, I need to be good at trading and I need to do it now. Like yes. that, that's a real killer right there. Much it's better to killer. take. Yeah, it is true because they start putting money they can. I, 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 we get a lot of DMs on the Discord. Too. I have people say, I just lost uh, six figures in a week. Um, I get this all the time on the Discord. Like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I need help, blah, blah, blah. And it's because that feeling, I believe. They they lose and they, it's just like going to the casino. I'm going to yeah. put double now because they're going to make it back. Or, And then you put your emotions and then you involve money that you can lose. And then you go, oh my gosh, if I lose. And then your emotions is in your, you know, in your body. And then you're like, <laughs> your, your, your breathing starts to go fast. Your heartbeat probably is at 300, you know. So yeah. you just need to calm down. If you feel like they stop, like, go. If you cannot watch the screen, go out. Go walk. Go take your dog out. Go play with your daughter. I think my daughter is the best because when my mom wasn't here, and I'm trading, I, I, because I'm a human, I'm, I, I'm not perfect, so I still have those things that I, I, I maybe I know how to control more. I know how to take me off when I'm feeling like this because I know myself. But sometimes I, I, I don't notice that my daughter calls me, even though she doesn't know, and then she, I have to leave the screen because I need to give her attention. So, you know, so that helps me a lot too. So, and some people they might get mad because the kid is trying to bug them, but no, I see that, see I, how I try to see the positive side of it. Maybe if I was sitting here, I'll be losing money. But my daughter calls; she needs my attention. I'm, oh, she, I, this helped me to get distracted, take my emotions up. Yeah. So just how you see, I believe. Someone told me once: if you can't sleep at night, you got too much size, bro. <laughs> yeah. That is a hundred percent true. In this case, too, if you can walk away from the screens, then you're you're comfortably sized. You shouldn't have to sit there on the one minute chart and stare at every single tick. You have too much. Yep. Yeah. It's too stressful. Much, it is stressful. Nobody likes seeing their money going down. No. You know, no. It, it is stressful. So you need to. It, it, it's just like a. Um, I read somewhere, and uh, this person was saying exactly this. It's just like, if it's not, we don't, we don't want to trade to be uh like ten hours in sitting down on the screen. You want to trade to make money two three hours and go enjoy your day. I don't yeah. want to be sitting on my screen all day. You know, I want to have the the time like you're saying going to Disney. Or, you know, I trade the first two hours and I, I made enough money to go enjoy the park with my daughter, walk on the, the they go to the beach, things like that, you know? So yeah. people need to, and they need to be patient. It's not going to, sometimes happens. You're going to find a trade, like some people put 10K in Netflix in this weekend <laughs> and they, you know, that happens. Yeah, but, but if it doesn't happen to you. Every yeah, time, every time I see someone do that. Now, question for you, are you full-time trading? No, I, I still work. Now, I, I work because I like doing things. You know, I don't like the, on the same the same thing. I like to be busy. I like to make my new, know people, talk to people. Absolutely. I like to, maybe because I, I don't have my family and my, maybe I like to like cover that spot that I have for my family back home. So I like to go out. I like to live my life too because it's really easy to just sit here and then 
you know, get fat. And I mean, I always used to play soccer and I already noticed the difference from my body from when I used to play it now because I'm more sitting here than actually going out and playing soccer or, you know, working an hour. And then I like doing it. I work, I got to just start working. I always work at Amazon. I, I stopped working. So it's already a month. Now I'm going to go back to work because I can just be home. Unless they're going to be making millions and they're going to have my business and then I'm going to just not work at all. <laughs> what color That's Lambo would you get if you had to pick? Honestly, I love Lambos, but I would never buy one. Unless no I have a, like if I was, if I was Elon Musk, I would. But if <laughs> I don't reach that level, I, I, I would just buy like a toy and enjoy. But we'll be probably like a navy blue. That's my favorite color. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so we got sparkling pink. I'm going to go purple. I think that's going to be my vibe for my Lambo. All right. With a matching pink Rolex. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't, I don't like any of that stuff. I, I always tell But people. Rolex is not that bad to buy. If you buy the right ones, you still can make money for it. So it's not like you. That is true. You, you buy a car and then you lose the money. Yeah, you lose half your money as soon as you drive off the lot. At least a Rolex, yeah. you can resell to someone else because they're like collectibles, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. So now I can go buy a Richard Milley. All right. right. <laughs> Mom, look, it's a collectible. <laughs> I'm trying to get a um, watch reseller to sponsor the pod. I don't have one in mind. But if you listen and you have a connection, I feel like there's okay. a lot of overlap here. Oh, that would be a watch reseller? Hell yeah. yeah. Right? Isn't that a great idea? That is a great idea. Cause yeah, especially it's awesome. all finance bros love watches. And people love watches. Yeah, it's like a new thing. Like everyone, uh, what was like? I think watches have always been in style, right? Yeah. I feel like it's something that I I need to wear. Like, you wear a watch I, every I, day? I I I have an Apple Watch now, and I used to wear like uh, just regular watch before. But like, even then, if I never, like, if I wasn't wearing a watch, I would feel like I was naked. You know, like really. So me was yeah. It was I not because I like looking the 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 time because I don't care. Well, just the fact that I I felt that was a piece of me. I, I always thought that I looked cool with a watch, you know? Like, I don't know. That's funny you say that. I have friends like that, too. If they don't have a watch on, they're like, I feel like something's missing. I feel weird. Like, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, any watch resellers out there, uh, you know, hit, hit a line. Hit us up. Yeah, we got HMU, you. HMU. HMU. <laughs> HMU. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Well, what do, what do you what do you guys like doing it like the hobby? If you don't mind me asking, just just curious. Besides trading, Ellis. Uh, what do I do as a hobby? I work out. Uh, I do this. I do podcasts. I play now. I trade. I also work. Uh, things I also like to do like more seriously as hobbies is I like to mentor like young men. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for my college and stuff like that. I, I think it's, I help them with interviews and resumes and any questions they have about kind of making that college to professional switch. I really find oh, joy cool. in helping them. Uh, because when I was in college, I didn't have any like, you know, male role models to tell me like what I should be doing. So I, I find a lot of purpose in it and I get a lot of good feedback cause I'm very raw and gritty. Like I tell them exactly how it is and, I also know people at the companies. I can help them get them in and, and stuff like that. So that's probably one thing that takes up a lot of my time as a hobby. And, uh, you know, hanging out with friends and stuff like that, like a regular. I'm 26, so I'm still, you know, doing the regular stuff. But I would say as real core interest, that's definitely one of them is, is helping That's people. awesome. Yeah. I do a lot of charity work, too, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Congrats, man. That's awesome. Really nice. Um, So I'm a painter which i mentioned but that's not really a hobby it's a 
it's a profession. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. It's like at that level. So not a hobby. Um, love doing like memorable things with my kids, uh, gardening, cooking, and I'm a big reader. So all kind of homemakey type stuff. But I really, it's important to me to make for my kids to have like memories of doing things together, like gardening or making a cake or whatever. I like to do that. So that's awesome. Yep. We're great people. <laughs> me, man, yeah, I have so do. many, <laughs> I have so many things that, that I like doing it. Um, now, since I, uh, I moved here to Orlando was a lot of things that I like to do that we unfortunately we couldn't do because the COVID, but man, my, I'm really simple, man. I, I, like my favorite thing to do is go to the beach that's my if i go to i can be in the bad the worst mood ever if we go to the beach i'm gonna become you're gonna be like what how you change your mood like that i don't, I don't know it's just the energy that i get from the beach and i just feel they get my tank and then i i'm able to go again it's just i like but i like to be with my friends go you know hang out i'm not i don't like going like to bars um not because be around people just because i feel like that is too much uh noise i like to talk more so maybe at home playing games with friends and which is what i say like with covid we stopped doing that and then playing soccer is, is always going to be my hobby even though it was a professional thing i like to to do it do you still coach no here since i moved i didn't i is something i i'm more like a one-on-one person i'm okay. not like um like a, a lot of people say you have, you could teach and I'm like, I don't, I don't like when back in my school, I was a, uh, I used to be like a, a mentor too, like a, for math, I used to teach people math, help them to learn, but I don't like it. I like more like one-on-one. I think we can take more from it when you put your time. And as I think, like when I see people like talking and getting distracted, that bothers me a lot. And it's just my time. I don't, I, I, like I say, everything I do, I like to put my hundred percent. So one-on-one, I feel that people take more serious. So I would do like a private, like I did before, private lessons. Absolutely. So you were a tutor yeah. too? I was an accounting yeah, tutor. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was just like a regular math. Not, cause yeah. the, I like the one-on-one one way better than the, than the classes. Classes, you get people who like are only there because their professor like forced them to be mm-hmm. there. But the one-on-one, yep. like you actually get to learn about the person and have those kind of conversations and, and watch them grow and understand things. It's rewarding on both ends. It's easy to see what they need help too. Because Absolutely. some people, they get distracted or they get shy or they get embarrassed to say or ask. And then when you want to one, you can, you can feel more too. Like what yep. they're, that's what, I like to play poker. That's something I really like playing too. Oh, poker. Nice. Oh, we have a yeah. poker podcast nice. coming up. Oh, oh that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Poker is really interesting. It's really, it's a game that if people need, I think it helps for trading too. Absolutely. Like, I bluff totally. market makers all day, dude. What do you mean? Right. <laughs> it's something that even like, not reading the market, but like understanding that your hand is worthless when you're playing with others. That's yep. basically what I like the most about poker is my hands, the least thing I look at it when I play. I like to understand. <laughs> I, I like to read people. So poker is, is cool. Sometimes you just got no one to fold them, dude. Yeah. That old <gasps> Kenny, uh, country Kenny song. Kenny Rogers. That Kenny Rogers. Is that Kenny Rogers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we always play like that when we're at the poker table. Ha- <laughs> yeah, I feel like that comes up a lot. The Kenny Rogers song. Everyone knows that song. Dude. It's a classic. My mom sold Kenny Rogers' house. Uh, oh, so cool. I got to go. T- I 
took pictures for all her listings for forever. I still do sometimes. And um, so I got to go to Kenny Rogers' house and meet him. It was very cool. And he's a, he what? He passed away, but he was a fantastic photographer and he's very close with Dolly Parton. It was cool. Yeah. It's good those experience. It's yeah. all those cool experiences. You get to go to the Masters, you get to meet celebrities. I'm like, doing yeah. stuff. I'm doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you have a secret life too. You always say, I don't share enough, but your life is more and more interesting every day we talk. You too. <laughs> Yo, chill, bro. Chill. <laughs> and, that, and that's why I like to talk to people because sometimes we don't realize how, how our life actually good is. And then when we talk to other people, and then they'll be like, oh my God, that's really cool. And then you're like, oh, actually, it's cool, you know? Yeah. That's why I like to. They remind us sometimes that we also have a cool life. For sure. For sure. Well, actually, on that note, we are sort of coming to the end of our time together, and it was absolutely delightful. Yeah, it was a great experience. Yep. You guys are awesome. Lovely way to end the week. Yes, this is refreshing. Yeah, Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time. I really, really appreciate it. No, thank you guys for the opportunity. Like I say, I like to always talk to people, share my experience. Because sometimes some people need to listen one thing, you know. And then that's what I think school are doing, trying to listen for different kind of people, not just full-time traders, people that came from different backgrounds. Because sometimes some people, they go like, oh, this is what I needed to, to listen. And that's going to help me to change. And that's what it takes, just one person is what it takes because that person can help another person and so on that's i think it's really cool what you guys are doing and i uh, appreciate the time and i would thank you guys for that and you guys are awesome i always listen to you guys when i go to <laughs> donate plasma i'm sitting there listening to you guys and, oh you know, thank you let's go cool. i love it i love that well have a wonderful weekend and thank you so much By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the Penny Lane podcast makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional or financial advice. Unless specifically stated otherwise, the Penny Lane podcast does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of the Penny Lane podcast. The Penny Lane podcast assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein.